Hello, hello out there. Josh Turner here, PRT, Paranormal Roundtable. That's our show. We are about to do one. My name is Josh Turner, but they call me Wolf. Um, and my co-host is with me tonight. Um, you want to say hello? Hey, everyone. It's Anthony. Anthony. And uh, although he's not thrilled to be here, I'm thrilled that I have somebody here with me. Because this is a spooky... I'm never thrilled for anything. Yeah, this is a very spooky place, and he makes it even more spooky. So, uh, not spooky to me. Yeah, it's just spooky because you're here to me. That, that's that's my reality. Oh, okay. My reality. Mine. Well, that's your problem to deal with, not exactly, mine. Exactly. Just, I'm just trying to look at him. I'm trying to look him directly in the eye because yeah. it's scary. Yeah, I don't like that because then I feel kind of obligated to talk, talk to people. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to do all that. Yeah, exactly. American Psycho over here. Yeah. <laughs> Has anybody ever seen that movie? Yeah. Anthony Anthony's the uh, the uh, American Psycho mm. over here. My pain is cold and sharp, and I do not wish for a better world for anyone. <laughs> so, what we have tonight, uh, we're going to get into some weird stuff. But first, let me give you the, uh, the email address and the website. The website is prtpodcast.com, and it's the email address is Josh Turner at prtpodcast.com. And uh, let me let me give you the uh, P.O. box number you can send things to because everybody keeps asking for that. 6001 West Palmer Lane, Suite 370, PMB 131, Austin, Texas, 78727. Once again, that's 6001 West Palmer Lane, Suite 370, PMB 131, Austin, Texas, 78727. And I've been given a lot of really cool stuff. Um, you know, and I also do giveaways. We will put this link to this show, like we do all the shows. And the Paranormal Roundtable group. And if you're not a member, go join. It's it's free. Just go to Facebook and join. And if you leave a comment, you're automatically entered to win an autographed book or some PRT merchandise or both. So we will have one, sometimes two winners a week on just the, on these uh, the Friday shows. And then we do it for the live stream too. You want to tell them about the live stream? Oh yeah, the live stream is only on uh, YouTube. It's a YouTube exclusive. We we don't uh, we don't put that on uh, Spotify or iTunes or any of the podcast platforms. Go over YouTube, uh, subscribe if you don't have an account. Make an account just to subscribe and hit the like button. And uh, it's every Tuesday between we started between seven thirty and eight thirty. Within that time frame, it usually goes from anywhere from two to three and a half hours usually. And uh, yeah, we usually get like three or four hundred people in there consistently, and it's a pretty cool place. You should yeah. go check it out. Three or four hundred during the live, and then of course you can always go back and watch it in the archives. I think we've done fifty-four or fifty-five episodes on the live stream now, with hours and hours of content that you won't typically you won't find on the uh, podcast. Um, so here on the podcast, though, we have our own. You know, we have our own shows. This is how we started. We just started doing a Friday podcast. That was it. And then we went into the live streams on YouTube, and uh, it's been going. Now this is coming up in April. Will be our the, the, the our third year with PRT. So we're doing well, and uh, you know we like to do good quality work, and we do a lot of hard work research. My wife helps. Uh, Anthony helps. Uh, Tony Mushu, we call him. He helps. Uh, my friend Gary Scorpion. Um, he helps, uh, and my brother Russell. Um, Diablo. We all are kind of a team slash family, and we all get together and we help. And then we have a few outside people that help us too. And uh, I'm I, I'm a manager of what do you call it? The uh, admin of a lot of groups. And I will read those off to you. So if you were interested in joining any of the groups that I uh, admin for i do paranormal roundtable obviously that's the main group that i do and then paranormal lounge which belongs to nelly paranormal encounters which belongs to mushu uh the wolf turner of prt fan page that's run by curtis turner or that's run by uh, chris clough and uh, curtis turner and uh, phil stern the quad coalition of sciences which is uh nick valente and da roberts and then paranormal roundtable prayer group which was created by my wife and a friend of hers and this whisper to a screen podcast with ryan tremblay who i do a lot of work with <clears throat> paranormal trucker podcast john king uh, dogman werewolf discussion which is Della carter and phil stern and then north american dogman project region two and i am an admin in that too so those are uh some of the people that i deal with and some of the groups that i um manage 
And we have a lot of people who go into those groups and we get a lot of stories. And I'm in probably about 200 groups and that is a lot. And so I use those groups to get stories and to correspond with people and to, uh, you know, bring you a quality show. And I do a lot of uh, research. Um, I'm pretty much constantly busy doing research and getting stories. What I have tonight, we're going to talk about some some space-time anomalies. Um, and as of the recording of this, I don't know what it's going to be called. Anthony's going to have to make up his mind what he wants to call it. He names these. Uh, but uh, what I mean by these space-time, uh, like glitches in the matrix. And what I mean by that is like, these are not normal events. You walk outside, you know, you just go to your car, you get in, you drive to the store and you go home and you make dinner and, you know, very mundane, innocuous things. No, this is like people go to do these things and something weird happens. Okay. I'll start with one. That's not, this one's not like real, like amazing or anything like that. But, and I mean, it's not real long, but it, it, I'll say it's not real long, but it is kind of amazing to me. Let's put it that way. Uh, and this woman, this happened to a woman in Louisville, Kentucky. She had gone out to her vehicle with, you know, just like a normal day. She went and she picked up her, her son and her daughter from school. Uh, the daughter, I think, had cheerleader practice, something like that. She was 15. The son, I think, was eight or nine. I think it was nine. And uh, so she went and she picked them up and, and, and or her and the son were at home and they went and picked up the, the daughter from uh, cheerleading practice and then they went to the local grocery store. Sounds like a normal thing, right? So they loaded up the, 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 the SUV, got the groceries, and then they drove home. Very mundane, very innocuous. Is this a normal? It was a Wednesday afternoon, very middle of the week. Nothing spectacular, nothing special. Nothing was going on special or spectacular. And uh, what happens when they get home, they open the back of the SUV and there's no groceries. What, did they just forget them or what? No. There were no groceries. So they're like, what the heck? Every one of them. Sounds like a Mandela effect. Remembers them putting the groceries into the back of the SUV. So then she freaks out. The kids are freaking out. They're like, what? They're just shaking their heads. They can't, you know. Uh, here's the thing. There were a couple little items that were still in, like, like on the floor. On, on, like, there was, like, a couple bananas and, like, a broken egg and a couple other things. Like, what the heck is going on? So she goes back to the grocery store. She goes inside, and she says, hey. You know, uh, I bought some groceries here and I, she didn't have a receipt and no, and some of these people, she shops there regularly, right? They're like, okay, well, we, we, we remember, we know you, you know, but you weren't here today. You didn't buy groceries here. And she's like, I checked out at this register right here. And there was a young man that checked me out. She said the guy's name that he's, she, like she said, she shops there all the time. The guy was not, he didn't even work that day. So what, what was going on? Jeez. I mean, yeah. Okay. Th that's just to start off, folks. That's just to get you to whet your appetite of what I'm talking about. I would say that these anomalies that happen are some of the most abundant stories I get. I get little, you know, stories from Messenger and from my email and and on uh, Instagram. And you're going like, what is this? You know, and then you read these little things, you know, and. Now, sometimes these are accompanied by, uh, like, missing time, obviously, is alien abduction. That's obviously what's going on there. And then some of these are accompanied by uh, what, what I would call hauntings. They're associated with a haunting. And what I mean by that is I'll get into one right now. I'll tell you what. Th this one is, is very strange. Um, let, 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 me, let me ask you your opinion, though, my esteemed colleague. What was going on with that? That sounds like a Mandela effect to me. The three of them remember uh, remember grocery shopping, but no one else does. And um, I would have felt like I'm being lied to, and probably asked to 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 see some kind of security foot, uh, footage or something, like like some kind of surveillance, just so I can see for myself, like that that I wasn't there. 
So you so you would be like, oh, I'm being punked by the entire store. And <laughs> how do you no, explain? No, no, no. I wouldn't first assume that I was that people were messing with me. I didn't word that correctly. I would I would first assume that something's wrong with me, and and, and I would want to see the security footage, you know, for that reason. And what about Just, her children? What about the 15 year old girl and the nine year old boy? This is too weird for me. I I, I don't. <laughs> and, and and what about the banana and the broken egg? And I think there was something else, like an avocado or something, that was laying there. I mean, what what the heck happened? Is that a residual? I mean, like, what is that? Like, how do you explain that? I don't know. Maybe they did all their shopping in some kind of parallel universe or something, and then somehow got back home. <laughs> Rick and Morty to their, to their own, yeah, some sort of Rick and Morty. And we're not laughing at these people because she's she was very distraught. And when I read that, it just, the, her responses were very, um, yeah, so it's obviously something that really got to her. It's also kind of weird to hear that coming off the heels of uh, watching that movie, The Truman Show, for the first time last night. Oh, you, oh yeah, that's right. You were watching that. I heard you watching that. His, his whole life his whole is life a 24 7 broadcast TV show. Like, even his birth was, was broadcast for everyone. And like, his, his, his whole town is this giant. This giant enclosed uh, mm -hmm. dome in Hollywood, <laughs> and like everything, everything and everyone in his life, and he's like thirty years old at this point, has been an actor. Yeah, and, and it's just about him realizing that he's uh, that he's not crazy, and that he's being gaslit to believe that he's crazy, and everything is is fake. Yeah, pretty sure that's not what's happening here, but no, <laughs> you know, and and she said this was you know several years ago, so I mean, this her children are. You know, a lot older now. I think her son's in his late teens or something. Um, but the daughter's an adult. But uh, yeah, all, all of them remember it very clearly. But here's one that could, could this one now, I, I, you know, could sound kind of like a haunting. This one was a guy in Florida. And I think he said he lived in Tampa. And, uh, but I mean, it's not that important. But anyway, he, he was in Florida and he got a phone call. And I think he said this happened in 1999. But he said he got a phone call from his mother, you know, and he and he's like, "Hello," and he hear well, he, he answers the phone, and it, it's 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 his mother's number, you know, and he sees the caller ID, whatever, and he answers the phone, and he starts to to his, his mother's talking, and when he answers the phone, but he starts talking back to her, but she's not responding to him; she's in the middle of a conversation, and when he starts listening to the conversation. It's him and his mother having a conversation. And he's sitting here going like, okay, I remember this. This conversation happened in 1996. And it was a, it was just a very, it wasn't anything spectacular. I believe it was about his uh, uh, sister's wedding or something. And, and they were talking about the, the placements and stuff like that. And he was listening to the entire conversation. Like he listened to it for several minutes until it just, click went dead the line went dead so <laughs> there you go um and, and so i asked him i said at the time his mother is now deceased but i said at the time was your mother alive or dead he said she was very much alive so he called his mother he said this is very weird you're not going to believe what just happened to me you I, you called me and for some reason you were playing and she goes, what do you mean I was playing this? He goes, well, you had to have recorded our conversation, right? And then you were playing it on the phone or something? And she's like, she's like, no, that didn't, that, that's not what's going on here. And so the, 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 his dad was there at the time and he, and he got on the phone and he goes, nobody called you. Like, no, we didn't call you. You know, there was no phone call to you. Wait, so his, his dad was there with his mom or with him? Yeah, with his, with his mom. Oh, okay. Like when he called his mother and said, you know, because he thought that, you know, she had like called him for some reason. Maybe she had a recording of their conversation from three years before and she was playing it. Yeah. And the dad was like, no, that's not, you know. And so I said, Man, well, I said, okay, let me ask you a question. I said, is your dad like a practical joker? Is your mom kind of, she, he says, no, they're the most, they're very pragmatic people. They're not, you know, and to this day, they don't know what that was. I don't know what that was. I you know we, I can't figure it out. Um, his mother and his dad are now both deceased, you know, 
um, back when that happened, he was, you know, in his like late thirties already. Uh, and so he's, you know, he's an older gentleman, but, um, it, I mean, it just, it begs the question of what was that? Like, it, like, like, was it, uh, some sort of glitch in the matrix as we call it, the glitch in time space? Was there's, it a haunting? There's a theory about time that I think applies to this story and will probably apply to, to some of the other stories tonight that every moment in time, like past, present, future, like, like everything that has happened is happening currently and will happen, that those moments go on infinitely. So like yesterday, it, like for us, yesterday came and went. Mm -hmm. But theoretically, according to this idea, or according to this theory, that yesterday is still happening. We're just not experiencing mm -hmm. it. And that yesterday will continue to happen ad infinitum, just, just you know, uh, indefinitely. Mm -hmm. I think that electronic equipment kind of somehow, some way interferes with these things that we're not supposed to see, these things we're not supposed to be able to perceive. And that's why we can see things on camera, we can't see things with our eyes, and we can hear things like on... On tape recorders, we can't hear with our own ears. And this phone call was probably an example of that. It's probably an example of, uh, of a phone line somehow accessing or interfering with this, this one particular moment in time, which theoretically was still happening. It's just that he wasn't experiencing it and he wasn't meant to experience it, but he did somehow, you know, through some process beyond my explanation. Well, here, here's another little sidelight to this. The house he lived in, and he said at that time he was living like in a duplex, but he said that the, that the duplex, in particular, <clears throat> not the side that he lived on, because I think he was like living in side A and there was a side B, and he said that side B had was, was haunted. That three or four years before he moved in, someone had killed themselves in there, and people would regularly see this individual. And it was like a revolving door. People were moving in, moving out, people moving in, moving out. And I'm having lived in a haunted place, I can relate. And I even got a phone call one time of what I thought was my deceased grandfather. I heard his voice, but and then the phone began to crackle and I couldn't communicate with him. Um, but could that be part of it? But he said that it was not a whole lot going on on his side of the duplex. Except one time he did he did wake up. He heard a, a, a scream or like a yell. Um, he didn't say it was a scream. He said somebody yelling. And he woke up and he opened his eyes and at the foot of his bed was this guy with light brown hair, about six foot tall, who was standing at the foot of his bed and was just looking around confused. When he did talk to the landlord, she told him, what well, was the landlord of uh, a couple, what were the landlords? They told him um, that that's the description of the guy. But he had died on the other side, yeah. You know, you know, um, which the the bedrooms were right against each other, so the the master bedrooms, the main bedrooms. And that's where he had killed himself. So I mean, she, you know, the, he knew the story. Do you think that could have played into this phone call? Yeah, I think that whatever energy uh, was was on that side of the duplex, it's possible that that it could have interfered or, or something. Like I don't know how to explain it. There's like some kind of unexplainable energy that comes with supernatural phenomena that messes with electronic devices. And if there was already supernatural phenomena going on there, then it just makes sense that uh, he received his phone call and heard something that he was not meant to hear. Just like a spirit is something that you're not meant to see, but you see it anyway. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and so he he told me that he had a couple, now that you're talking about that, he did tell me there were a couple little electrical anomalies that had gone on. One, he came home and there was a, I believe he said a turkey pot pie that had been put in the microwave and like obviously had been turned, it had been turned on and exploded. And he's like, I don't even know where this, I mean, he goes, I, you know, it was my turkey pot pie, like out of the freezer, but I didn't put it in there. And another one was the shower sometimes, the, the the water in the bathroom would come on and come off. Just little stuff like that. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and then beyond that, it wasn't really a whole lot else to tell. But it does make you think, 
you know, the, hey, maybe this could be connected to a haunting. That's what I meant by that one. So, yeah, we'll move on from that one. Folks, you, you can draw your own conclusions on that one. Here's one. Uh, this woman, she reached out to me. They were driving from Texas to Albuquerque to visit relatives. And it was around Easter, I think, uh, three years ago. And she said that they were, they, her and her husband were taking turns driving. They had their children with them. And uh, she said, just as they were entering, in, about to enter the city limits of Albuquerque, that her daughter becomes frantic and says, hey, mom, 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 because they were the only ones awake and they were talking. And at that time she was driving. And she's like, look, 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 look to the right. And her mom goes, what, what? And she looks over to the right and their exact SUV is passing them. When she looks into the SUV, she sees herself, not paying attention to her, but herself driving the SUV. And then she sees the son in the back of the SUV who was, who was asleep in, their, in, in her reality, in the SUV that she's in, I guess I should say. He's asleep. But when she looks over, the little boy is staring in amazement at them. Yeah, see this. Go ahead. And so he's over there, like like waving at them, and then trying to get. I guess the sister looked like she was asleep. Both of the mom and the, the daughter um, said that they saw that, that they were asleep, and was like, you know, it was like, but you know, it was like the little boy was actually awake, and they they were frantically. The little boy was frantically trying to get people's attention to show them because he recognized this is us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so this, this, she slowed down and let them go ahead, and she saw the license plate, and she's like, oh, my gosh. Same license plate, same everything. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about with with this time theory. Like, like right here is, is – that's what I think is happening uh, with this story is that they perceive themselves – or they, they, they're experiencing themselves in the present, but but maybe what, what they're seeing is themselves either a couple minutes – in the future or a couple of minutes in the past, either way, um, they're, they're seeing themselves at a time that they are not, them, that they are not experiencing themselves. What I believe they're seeing is that they really, technically they are seeing themselves. Like, I, I don't think these are, this is, they're seeing an illusion or like some kind of like spiritual doppelgangers, shapeshifters, anything like that. I believe that it's, it's them but them from uh, uh, from another time. A different parallel reality. Kinda. Maybe the same reality at a different point in time, slightly offset from their own time. And this is th- something that we're not supposed to experience, but but we do. So like, okay, it would be, it would be as if me and you are sitting right here in the studio, right? And, and uh, I saw myself walk through that door and start setting up all this equipment in the studio just like I did like 30 minutes ago. That's still me. It's just that I'm I'm seeing a point in time in the past that theoretically is still happening. It's just that me in my time, I'm not experiencing it. At least I'm not meant to experience it. Or I'm not meant to perceive it. Yeah. So, you know, but they probably saw themselves at a time that they weren't meant to be, that they weren't meant to perceive. And that sounds good until you hear this part. So the doors all fly open to the SUV that's next to them. The two children crawl out onto the roof. Then the parents crawl out, and then they turn into bats and fly away, and the children turn into giant spiders and jump on their – and start attacking. I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and then they wake up. <laughs> and then they all went and had ice cream. No, folks, I'm joking about that part. But seriously, that story was a real story that was given to us. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm just. I'm joking about the giant spiders and the bats. <laughs> I was trying to throw Anthony off his game there, but uh, that's a good. Uh, that's a good. That's good. You're. 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 Uh, I don't know if I, I. I really think it could be a parallel, like reality, because it was happening at the same time. I mean, it could still be a, a, par- alternate a, a parallel reality. It's just that what what makes me uh, apprehensive to claim that is that they, they saw themselves exactly as they were and their same vehicle, same license plate, same color. I mean, like you would think that there would, in a parallel reality, there would be at least something different, but, but what they saw was identical to them in this reality. So that, that's what makes me think 
that they actually saw themselves in this same reality, just at a well, there was they, something from a different. different time. What was different? Well, the, in in that reality, the little boy was awake. He was sitting there playing, and that was another thing. She saw him playing his little video game thing that he was always playing, uh-huh. and and he was awake. Except her alternate, her was asleep. What she could see. What was she asleep earlier, or or, or, or maybe he was uh, playing the, his his uh, video well, game? She earlier? said, "Yeah, he was always playing it." But they were on the road at the same time. So maybe well, they then gotta, maybe well they then gotta, maybe they saw themselves in the future or something. I I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's see. They we could debate it all day. Yeah. But but here here's one along that same vein, and and this is another one. You can say this guy. This happened in Springfield, Missouri. This guy was in front of his house, and uh, he 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 went, he went outside. First of all, he set the stage. He he jogs. He gets up every day in the morning about seven a.m. and he goes and jogs. Goes on takes a shower. Gets to work about 9.30 every day. And he said that uh, this day, he got up, went outside. He said something felt off. It just felt weird. It just didn't feel normal. You know, it wasn't like a normal day. And he, he said, I just kept feeling weird, man, like something was off. And uh, he slept longer than usual and everything was just kind of off, you know. And so he was a little bit that, – that I think is important too, that he said he was about 20 minutes behind. So he wasn't going to be able to jog that far. So he goes outside, starts tying his she tightens his, his shoes, sneakers, his running shoes, and he hears somebody running. He looks up and he gets ready to wave because he thinks, oh, it might be one of my neighbors that jogs. There's a female that jogs too that he's friends with. And uh, he sees a guy in a red hoodie and black shorts and these particular shoes. And the guy's got the earbuds in, whatever, and he's like, what? And he looks. And he sees this guy and he starts walking down down the uh, driveway toward him. And he's like, the guy was me. He's like, that's me. That's what I was wearing the day before. He goes, I remember. He goes, I had gotten up earlier because he's, you know, you know and he goes, I, dr- I, dr- I jog around my neighborhood about two or three times, you know, in, in, in a loop. And I come back and he's like. That was me. That was the that was what I was wearing. The red hoodie, the black shorts, those particular shoes. That's what he had worn the day before. So he was watching himself do what he what he did the day before. I mean, that that is so weird. Like, and he just he goes, I was just sitting there dumbfounded. And he goes, and I have proof that it, you know, he goes, I I, I to myself, he goes, it proved I proved to myself. He says, My neighbor was driving up, pulling into the driveway at that time because he has a neighbor that works nights. And I, he goes, I saw my neighbor acknowledge him and wave. And he goes, and I watched myself wave. He's like, and then I walked down to the end of the street. And as my neighbor's getting out of his his vehicle, I walk across the street. And the neighbor turns around and he's like, turns white as a ghost and nearly falls over. And he tells this guy, we'll call him John. He's like, John, what? I just saw you. And he goes, yeah, I just saw myself too. And they both look and they could see him turning the corner to go, you know, loop around. And it was the freakiest thing. So he goes, they look at each other and they both get in, without even saying a word, they both get in his neighbor's SUV. They pull out and they drive around the block real quick, two or three times. They don't see him. That was it. He was gone. Poof. <clears throat> that is bizarre. That, that, that kind of, that kind of blows my theory out of the water because I was going to say, that that uh, it's probably something that that only he perceived in, uh, himself because with this time theory thing you know I'm talking about I I was of the opinion that it's your that what you're seeing is your perception and yours alone like because uh, people can have different perceptions of time like whenever you're you're uh, in the zone you know like doing something really physical athletic like you're playing baseball or football or you're you're fighting in a combat sport or something and you get that slow-mo time perception for everyone else you're you're moving in real time but but your perception of time becomes like kind of warped i was going to say that's probably what this guy was experiencing but he wasn't the only one who saw himself from the previous day so i don't know what that is very weird. Yep. Very, very weird. And it, and, and there's, it gets, there's more folks. 
Uh, this is another one. Now, this guy, I, you know, I, I can't, I lost touch with this person, but he's from the UK. <clears throat> and uh, this is something you can probably relate to, Anthony, because you're finishing up your architecture degree. You go to class, you're really tired. I mean, you know, he was in college and uh, he went to class one day and he was just really tired and he couldn't stay awake. And he just said, you know what? I'm, I can't, I can't fight it. And he, he conked out. He fell asleep in class and, um, he wakes up and he's in a pod. Okay. That's what he told me. He was in like a, like a, like a pod, you're sleeping like a pod, you know? And, and he just, he wakes up and he's kind of in a panic state. And he said that that reality, when he woke up in that reality, it was more real than the reality that we're in. If that makes any sense to anybody listening, he said, it just felt like that was the real reality. And then these three or four people came over in lab coats and they were all like, hey, 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 calm down, calm down. Because he started kind of getting anxious and panicking. And they were like, you need to calm down. You need to calm down. Lay down, lay down, go back to sleep, go back to sleep. It's going to be okay. And they gave him something. I don't remember if it was a drink or, or something. And because um, he told me this story about three, three years ago. And uh, if you're out there, if you're listening, I would like to get more details of the story because this is one of the stories I didn't get all the details to. Um, we were going to get back in touch, and, and I lost your name. Um, but anyway, he was in the UK. Now, here's the weird thing. He said he, he looked at his hands and his arm. He, he was a darker-skinned person in, in this reality. He's a reddish, blonde-haired guy from the UK. But in that reality, he 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 looked at himself and he could see himself, you know, the image of himself in the plexiglass or whatever. Yeah. And he was a female, a darker skinned female that looked almost Indian. Huh. And they were like, calm down, calm down, go back to sleep, you know. And then he woke up. Everything was kind of like blurry when he opened his eyes and he was back in this reality and he was in class. The place that he woke up in, did it look like a modern-day medical facility? Like it was a it medical look... facility, but like very modern, like something we don't have here in this reality. Okay. Yeah, I don't have any ideas as, <laughs> as to what that, I mean. Yeah. I mean, outside of just saying, oh, it was a dream, which anyone can say that, you know, but I don't want to boil down someone's experience to, to I, I don't want to trivialize someone's experience like that. I just, I, I don't, outside of saying that, that this uh, world we live in is some sort of simulation, which I, I personally don't subscribe to that. Outside of that theory, I don't really know what that is. It's just highly strange. It's very strange. And and I, I've pondered this one because I have another one that's very similar to that. But I don't want to talk about that one until I get more details because this is the details that the guy gave me. And he said, hey, I got there's more to it. And he never did. We never did get, you know, the, the whole but that's what I remember him telling me and then we were supposed to communicate more. And then, you know, me, I'm on a million different projects at one time. Um, but here's another one. Now here, here's this, this woman had gone back home. It was Thanksgiving and she and her son, her, her and her husband, her children had gone back to visit her in-laws or her, uh, her, uh, her family, her, her mom and dad. And she had a little boy I think she said he was like five or six. And she said they she went back home to visit her parents on Thanksgiving and her son decided to, he wanted to go for a walk on a trail outside where they lived. And uh, I don't know the exact location. She just said that they lived in the Northeast. That's where her parents lived. She herself is from Oregon. But she they, they went all the way back to New England because I don't, I don't know the exact location and I didn't ask. But uh, when they were walking down this trail, they encountered these little girls. Uh, these little girls were playing, and they're up in a tree. And one of the little girls falls, and her son says, oh, look, the little girl f fell. And at this point, the mother starts to, to, to get really weird. She says that my body felt really hot, and I felt really anxious. And I thought, whoa, why am I feeling so weird? And she was kind of halfway paying attention and then not. And this tree house was right behind her house, and she's thinking – that's where I used to play when I was a kid. And then she says that, that so, so the little boy went over to see if the little girl was okay. And she's like, hey, hey, stop, you know. 
And he just kind of ignores her and keeps going over there. And as he got closer to the tree, it got blurry and then it disappeared. And her son was in absolute shock. He was just like, whoa. And he just stood there stunned and the whole scene just kind of vanished. Like, whoosh, it was gone. And I asked her about that too. I said, now, when I hear about things vanishing or disappearing, it's like there's different ways that it happens. And she said it was just like, whoosh, it was gone. Like it was there. There was this like it got blurry for a second, then boom, it was gone. It wasn't this like fading or anything. It was just a blurriness and then gone. And so she said they didn't talk about it for years until he got older. And she asked him about it and he had no memory of it. She said, but she remembered it. And she remembered that they watched the scene that that played out, you know, and, um, she realized that that, that scene that they had seen that they watched was her falling from that tree as a little girl. And she was playing with her two friends. She fell out of the tree and she broke her wrist and sprained her ankle really bad. And she said it was very painful. And, uh, the little boy, when he got older, you know, um, he don't remember it. He don't remember the incident, but she clearly remembers it. And she said her husband and her brother-in-law and his wife all remember them going back to the house and talking about it. And then her parents saying, yeah, I remember that day when you fell. It was the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And this was the day of Thanksgiving. Of course, now we know Thanksgiving falls on different days. Mm-hmm. It's always on a Thursday, but it's not, yeah. And so they were talking about it, and but the son doesn't remember anything about it. Now, here, here's the weird thing. I mean, it's, the whole thing is weird, but I mean, it was like she remembers being a little girl and playing with her sister when she was a kid, and her and her sister and a friend. And they were climbing a tree, and she fell out of the tree and, and sprained her ankle and broke her wrist. Now, her sister remembers the incident. But here's where it gets really weird. They had a friend with them that was there that day. And neither one of them can remember who the friend was. They can't, for the life of them, recall who it was. They thought it was a cousin. When they asked that cousin, who was actually there, they showed up later at Thanksgiving because that's her mom's sister's daughter, who's a little little younger than them. And she showed up with her mother because they live in the same town. And she, she, she's like, that wasn't me. I don't remember that. And they thought, well, maybe it was a neighbor kid, you know. And, you know, so she went, you know, she was there for a couple of days. But that Saturday after Thanksgiving, she, she saw the neighbor who was there visiting her parents. And she's like, she, that they were literally, she was one grade ahead of her. And so she asked that, that that lady, she's like, do you remember playing in the tree? No, has no recollection of that. So who was the little girl that they were playing with? They didn't, who knows? But it did happen. And the little boy saw it. And and, and now her brother, her sister, brother-in-law, right? And her husband and then her parents, they all, and then their kids too, they all remember this being talked about yeah. when they came back and they remember the little boy talking about it. But now the little boy has no memory of, of this ever happening, but the adults still remember the little boy being shooken up by it and even crying. Maybe he blocked it out of his memory. Yeah. Maybe he blocked out of his memory, but it, it's very weird. Another little, another weird thing I, that I thought was, I said, you know, and she said <clears throat> the little girls and the, they were playing in the tree. They all had the same color hair. It was blondish brown. She thought, which I thought was weird. She's like, because I remember when I was a kid, I was always a brunette. I never had blondish brown hair. So she saw herself with a di- with different color hair. Mm-hmm. Is, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So then in this story, I, I think she probably did see herself in the past, but uh, actually in a parallel universe. Really? Mm-hmm. So that would explain that. That's the only thing that comes to mind for me. And that's your final answer? That, yeah. <laughs> See, I mean, like, because I, I believe in parallel universes, but I also believe that, that destiny, fate, kismet, call it what you want, 
it, that it's also a real thing that that yes, there are infinite uh, parallel universes, but at certain points in time, all of these universes converge into one, and the same exact thing happens the same exact way uh, in every universe. I have a word for those. I I call them uh, destiny milestones. Like for instance, the the story of uh, Christ is one of them. I, I don't believe that, that his story is any different, that the events happened any differently in any parallel universe. I believe that that's one of the one of these milestones where every universe comes together. And after these the, the events of these milestones take place, then every universe can branch off into its into their infinite uh, their infinite pathways. But it's kind of like uh, you know, if if you're taking if you're driving, you know, I mean, you, you can take practically endless routes to get to the exact same uh, place. Mm-hmm. It, it's like that. That like that's how I perceive parallel universes, <clears throat> but also rationalize believing in in uh, in destiny. But the point being, the universe has probably converged at a time and place where they weren't meant to, and that's what she saw. Man, you dumb as hell. That don't make no <laughs> sense, dude. Man, you dumb, Ken Folk. Okay. <laughs> messing, messing with you. Uh, yeah, that is a very, very, actually very intriguing and very interesting um, take on that. That's why I'm glad you were my co-host for this one, because I, I thought of all the shows that we were going to do, you needed to be the, the, the co-host on this one, because I, I just was like, I was telling Nelly that, and I was like, Anthony would be the best fit for this one here. Yeah, I think there's a difference between parallel universes and um, time theory, which is just what I'm calling it. I'm, I'm sure there's an actual name for that for this theory of how time works, but I don't I don't know what it's called. But I do believe that there's a difference between those two things. Well, here's one for you. Back in the mid mid no wait this this happened in the early 2000s, <clears throat> and I was still working security. Uh, like just part-time and my boss at that time uh, who I actually give credit to helping me start my own business um, he was like I know you're working I was working at the club he goes I know you're working at the club can you give me like two or three days and I said okay so I I started to go ahead and work seven days a week without a day off it was like three three days at the club and then three and four or four whatever it was at the security post I had and so I had a new guy that came to work with me, and I was so glad. And I had to, I had to train him, and his name was Orlando. I'll never forget him. He was a really cool guy. And if you're out there, if you're still out there, whatever, dude, you know, hit me up because you were really cool to work with. Um, I don't know what ever happened to the guy. <clears throat> but anyway, he told me a really odd story. Um, it's kind of like Groundhog Day because he told me we were we were we were working in a building where it was haunted and it was kind of bothering him because he had been there a couple of days and had some weird stuff happen, but it wasn't really bothering me because the buildings that I had worked in before, if anybody goes back into my archives and listens to the show, the haunted tower, you'll know why these little haunting things didn't bother me. I was like, man, this little old bull, bull crap compared to what I went through, you know? And he was like, man, it doesn't bother you, you know? And I said, well, nah, because you know, I've, been, I've, been, I've been through some some stuff, you know, with these ghosts and all that. You know, plus I live in a house that has a bunch of stuff. And he goes, how do you how do you deal with that? And I go, well, you've never had anything weird happen to you? Because you know me, and then I ask everybody that. I mean, I literally, that's how I get so many stories. I ask everybody I meet if they have anything weird happen to them. And they, I, everybody responds pretty, uh, you know, most of the time, you know, they have something. Um, maybe small, but, you know, small things add up. And so this guy, he goes, nah, he doesn't really have any, any haunting ghosts or anything like that, but I've, I've had weird things happen. And I said, like what? So we were sitting there in the break room, you know, and, uh, and this is, like I said, I was training him that first week and, um, there was a, it wasn't a really hard job, but there was a lot of little things you had to do, like lock certain doors at certain times and do stuff. And, and it paid a little more than the other post, which was good. So, um, and we got to know each other pretty well. And, and so I asked him. I said, well, what is this thing that you had that was so weird? He goes, well, I lived the same day twice. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> and, of course, at that time, I, and I was a younger guy, um, you know, and I was just like, what do you mean you lived the same day twice? Like, what are you talking about? Um, I was kind of having a hard time, you know, understanding what he meant by that. 
And so he didn't elaborate right then, but I kind of stayed after him and I said, Hey man, tell me that story. What do you, you know? Cause he, he was like, well, I don't know if I should talk about it. Cause I've always been afraid of it. I was always afraid that it would happen again. And I'd be stuck like that. It really bothered him. What this hat, whatever this was, it happened to really bothered him. And, and so what he told me was that he went to went home from work one night because he was working uh, security at another, another place. Um, and I think he, I think he was from Houston or, or something. He was working in Houston and he said he went home and he went to bed and, and as he was putting his, his, he went to bed like usual. He woke up the next day and as he was putting his clothes on, um, like halfway through, like he, his morning, he realized that it was like something was off and he felt kind of, kind of groggy. And I remember him saying that he felt like he was sleepwalking through the first part of his day. And he's like, I just couldn't wake up. I just was, I wasn't fully awake. He goes, but I was very, I was cognizant of, well, that was my words, not his, but he said he was very aware that he was having extreme deja vu to the point of like everything that he was doing, he was like, I've already done this. Like, he's like, wow, that's weird. I brushed my teeth. Everything looked the same, everything, you know, and he goes, I thought, man, my, my life is getting really monotonous, you know? And he said, I even made a bowel movement. Like it was exactly the, everything was the exact same as the day before. He said, what really did it was when I sat down, he's like, I'm literally just half asleep yawning on on the bed. Can't really wake up having a hard time, you know, waiting for my coffee to, to, to finish brewing. He's like, and I am putting my socks on, you know, to, to, to start my day, which, you know, of course we're working nights that, you know, the, the after, you know how it goes, Anthony, the afternoon's kind of your morning. Yeah, and he said he's putting his socks on. He's got one pair that were black socks with uh, a checkered gray pattern. He's only had one pair like that. As I'm looking down, I'm I'm putting them on, and I'm thinking, "Well, wait a minute, these are the socks from the day before." So then he starts going, "The heck, am I wearing dirty socks?" And he goes, "No, I got them out of my clean drawer." And so he's like, "No, you know these are these are clean socks." So he just kept going through the motions, going doing whatever it was that he was doing. And he said, that's when it got really weird when he realized that he was putting on the same socks from the day before. And then he said that he kept going through his day and everything kept playing out the same way as the day before he gets to work. He opens up a box and there were donuts in there. There was a donut that had a bite taken out of it. He goes, I'll never forget. It was, I think he said it was like a, uh, one of those powdered with the, the chocolate inside of it. And I mean, I remember, I remember that him telling me this story too. It was crazy. And he said, dude, it was like a bite taken out of it. You know, and this guy wasn't some fanciful guy with weird, fantastic stuff. He was just a very friendly, very nice, uh, mund- mundane kind of guy. Um, I remember he used to like to collect uh, uh, comic books. So that was one thing we hit it off, you know. And we were sitting there talking and he was telling me, like everything in his day was happening exactly the way it happened the day before. The, this alarm got tripped about 2 a.m., same thing. The police showed up, and then he had to talk to the police, and it was the same two cops, and he found himself talking to the police in the same – it was like – he was like, oh, my gosh, dude, what is going on here? And then he goes, okay, and he started kind of like noticing that he could time. He's like, okay, at 3.03, he looked at the guard log. You know, he's like, I'm going to write this down. I'm going to see, because this is what happened the day before. His boss showed up. Same thing, 303. Like everything. If only he could have relived the day they, they drew the lottery. The lottery yeah, numbers. Exactly. Poor guy. Yeah. Got, and, got stuck on a lame day. Lame. It was just, it was, it was, yeah, and that's the thing. It wasn't anything spectacular. Yeah. You know? And then he remembers going home in the morning and he thought, is this going to keep going like this? You know, is this the same day? Like, am I living the same day? Like, and like, how does this work? And he remembers this, this one blue car running the red light and kind of, I mean, not like a head on, like, like a T-bone or anything, but it clipped the back end of this other car. And he goes, and I remember it happening. I thought, Oh my gosh, that just happened too. And then when he goes home, he finally, he goes to sleep and he thought, man, I don't want to wake up and have the same, you know, he said, he, but he woke up the next day and everything was fine. Yeah, if I were him, I would be 
afraid to talk about it and or i would be afraid that it would happen again and i would get stuck there too because Mm -hmm. because if you believe that the past is is happening eternally and you you realize that you just wake up in in a day that's already passed then the first thing that would come to mind for me is that if this day is happening infinitely then i'm am i going to be stuck here what happens when i go to sleep yeah i mean it's it's scary i mean you know like what are you going to do Wish I could relive a day back in 2010 and drop a grand on Bitcoin or something. <laughs> Don't we all? So here's another one. And this happened to a, a friend of mine. Well, not a friend, but I, I mean, I know him over the internet, but his uncle was in Vietnam and they started talking about weird stuff and everything. And he, he told him, yeah, I, li- I listened to this guy's show. Um, you know, he's talking about me. And he said, I had, he talks about all this weird stuff, you know, whatever. And so his uncle's like, I got a weird one for you. He goes, I, I was on a patrol in Vietnam. And there were six of us all together. And we came across the enemy, the VC. And he said that a firefight ensued. He's like, and then all of a sudden in the middle of it, everything just stopped. <clears throat> and he's like, I felt like, he goes, I was moving in slow motion. And but he goes, I I couldn't move my body, and I I could see that no one else was moving, and I couldn't hear anything. There was no sound. No one else was moving on either side. He goes, I could see literally, like like in my peripheral, like the 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 the, the rounds being fired. You know, they were, and he couldn't tell if they were just moving really slow, or if they were if they were. You know, it was just like, it was so crazy. And then he said, after a few minutes of what seemed like several minutes, like it stopped. And then everybody began to move again. And they had a South Vietnamese uh, soldier with them and he was a translator. And they all just kind of like, whoa, this is weird. And everybody just kind of stopped firing on both sides. And they kind of retreated and the other side retreated and went in the opposite directions. And the South Vietnamese uh, guys said that, that they asked them what were they saying because you could hear them yelling at each other. They were saying like, "Let's get out of here, let's go, let's retreat," and they were confused. So both sides kind of thought that it was like some kind of trick that the other side had played. Yeah. But the guy from Vietnam was like, "No, I think they were just as scared as we were. They were freaking out. They were freaking. They were like, let's get out of here.'" So, what the heck was that? Maybe that was some kind of experimental government weapon that nobody knew of. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, because considering the fact that that was on a battlefield, I mean, Mm -hmm. that that some kind of device that could, uh, I don't know, like freeze freeze people in time like that, it would give you a And maybe they they were being experimented and nobody knew? I guess. I mean, this this just random thing I'm kicking around. I I mean, because I don't know, like, how to cut, how to plug that into the whole parallel universe or time theory or what i, I don't know how that fits in there then it, it might not yeah i mean it's it's a it's a weird thing it's strange um so here's another one i had a friend of mine and uh used to work with her downtown she was a bartender i knew her for i've known her for years and she showed up uh on a friday night downtown and she thought it was weird. When she was driving up to downtown, there was no vehicles, no cars, nothing. I mean, like, it's all Friday night. You know that, Anthony. You've been down there a million yeah. times. Downtown Austin is packed with people at 8, 9 o'clock at night. It's already full of cars. And she gets down there. And once she gets down to about 7th Street, or she, I think she said 8th or 7th Street, it was it was between there. She went to go park, and then she realized, oh, there's parking right down there, about down by the 6th. So she goes further down, and she parks. There's no no cars. There's nothing. She don't see any people. She's not hearing anything. It's like the it's like a ghost town, and she's like, what in the heck is going on? She gets out. She locks her car. She starts walking, and she is starting to get really freaked out. She gets really creeped out. Then she gets down to the 6th Street, and right when she gets to the 6th Street, She's like, she said everything looked like a blur. And then it was like, like people started like moving. And then she heard like, like noise and like, it just kind of went like it started up. Yeah. 
Like, and then she looks around, there's cars everywhere, people everywhere, and everything is moving around. People are just, you know, it's no longer a ghost town, you know? And then she, and, and it was like, you know, it was, it was at, a, at a house party, I think, that she told us. I think she told me, Squid, Diablo, and, Scor- and Scorpion. She told all of her, uh, and Willie, we were all there uh, from the old days. And she told us all. She was like, this is the weirdest thing. And because we were talking about weird space-time anomaly thing, kind of talking about that kind of stuff, you know. And, uh, man, I got a bunch of them from the old days with different people that have told me different stuff, you know. Um, but that was one I thought that I should throw in on this episode. Um, <laughs> there you go. I mean, what was going on there? I mean. Maybe there's like these transient portals that that, that just kind of pop up and, and, and disappear like in a matter of like microseconds. And every now and then someone will be in the right place in the right time and they'll just step through one and end up somewhere that they don't belong. Yeah. Cause uh, I don't know, like I don't know how uh, how else I don't know how else people are able to perceive these anomalies. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's a very weird thing. I mean it's just another thing she told me about that. I remember, and she since then she's gone on to work. I think she works for like a uh, like people that get endangered, like the animals, like not endangered but birds in particular. They'll, they'll get these birds, you know, and then they can't take care of them. And then she does like a rescue, bird rescue, whatever. So um, anyway, but she, she, that's what she's doing. I think she's doing that now. I think she was. I don't know if she's still doing it, but she was saying she was, uh, that's what she did was like this bird rescue. Um, but she was saying that she had weird dreams for like a week after that. Like really weird dreams. And it made her quit drinking for a while. <clears throat> like she really, and then shortly after that, I remember she quit and that's when she went in and started doing the bird rescue thing. I mean, so I don't know if that had something to do with it. Now I did ask the, the lady that, that it had the, uh, the, the, the incident with her son, you know, where she fell out of the tree and all that. If since then she had had anything, she said that after that incident, her son started having really bad headaches and nosebleeds for a few years. They would come and go, come and go, and eventually they stopped. So there is some sort of after effects. Now, my friend was talking about his uncle with the Vietnam. Um, he said that his his he he said that after that incident, he started having really bad buzzing and ringing in his ears. It would go on for like several minutes, yeah, to the point where he would have headaches. Um, so you're going back and you're you know, and I and I and I thought to ask these people. I said, what is, what do you were there any residuals that happened to you, you know, like after this and these people almost to a, a person that did, they did have some sort of, uh, the guy Orlando, Orlando, the guy that I was telling you about, um, he had like really severe anxiety that set in that was with him to the day I met him. Yeah. Um, you know, because of, I think because of what happened. I mean, it makes sense because in the same way the human body is not, designed to go out into space just naturally by itself you know but we're also not designed to go into these places somewhere somewhere in between our reality and some other reality or or some other universe or some other dimension like we're you know we're not physically supposed to be in these spaces but i think these people just happen to be in the like i said in the right place at the right time to step through these portals or anomalies whatever they whatever they are some kind of tears in the space-time continuum mm. and they end up there and when they get back their bodies like physically they're just they're not the same afterwards and, and the guy that, that saw himself jogging with the red hoodie on from the day before he, he didn't report anything he said he didn't feel anything well maybe what he saw would what he saw may not be a some kind of time slip or something i mean maybe he what he saw was like an actual doppelganger. Yeah. Well, I mean, but him and his neighbor went and gave chase and didn't see anything. Yeah. There's actually a, <sighs> a, a, a 4chan kind of like a creepypasta that, um, it's not a creepy creepypasta, but it's along the same. It's like a fictional horror story that they made called the back rooms, which is kind of actually based on these people, these people's experiences or experiences, similar to their to them 
it's like if you do what's called no clip no clip is a term that video game developers use on their on their video games when they're making them so that they can take the little character and and go through walls ceilings floors all this stuff you know like if you you're playing a video game and you end up like glitching it somewhere and you go through a wall and you see stuff that's that's just not that's not programmed there like whatever your little character ends up somewhere that it was never programmed to end up that's when no clipping is the fictional uh, backroom story goes that like one day you're you're living your life every day the same way you usually do, but you end up no clipping through a wall or through a floor. You end up somewhere called the back rooms, which is just like an infinitely expanding maze of empty office space with like yellowing beige uh, wallpaper, buzzing fluorescent lights and like beige carpet. Basically, you're in an infinite DMV. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> But except, <laughs> but except it's just empty office spaces and there's no windows, no furniture, no nothing. And, and you're the only one there. You have to find your way out. But the point is like that concept, I think was pretty heavily inspired by the type of encounters that these people that we talked about tonight have had. Because you end up somewhere you're not <clears throat> meant to be. It's not due to anything that you've, that you do or that you've done. I think you just... You just happen to be in the right place in the right time. And folks, you know, that's all the time we have for tonight. And there's more. I mean, there's there's more of these. I got I got a whole bunch more. I mean, not a whole bunch, but I got a lot. Um, I had a guy that, that that had everything stop and, you know, another one that was just, I mean, there's a bunch of these. I could just go on. I mean, there's at least four more. I'll tell you what I'll do, folks. If you guys show up on the live stream this coming Tuesday, I'll throw a, a couple more in there. Um, <clears throat> along with whatever we're going to be talking about next week, because um, there's there's definitely there's definitely some more stories out there like this. So you know, and but th for tonight, that's where we're going to end it. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, it gives you you know something to think about, <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, hopefully you don't no clip yourself uh, you know through the wall when you go to sit on the toilet in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't want to end up in an empty uh, Sears office, just a buzzing of fluorescent light and nothing else. Or you, did you say Sears? Yeah, yeah, because the Sears down over there at Hancock Center here in Austin. You yeah, like whenever we worked that place and it was empty, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, and like I went in there during the day, it, it reminded me of that mm -hmm. because it's just it's, it, there's something weird about a space that's usually supposed to be full of of things and or people, and it's just big and empty it's a, it's actually a, a thing on uh on youtube on the internet it's called a liminal space i'm not going to get into it but but you can look it up it's just it makes it makes the place creepy when it's like an empty shopping mall or something like that you know but yeah that, that's that's what the back rooms are it's just it's a liminal space that you end up in and you're not supposed to be so you know just make sure that you avoid all those uh the space-time anomalies that you can't see hear or predict good luck yeah. So, folks, thank you for listening to Paranormal Roundtable, and uh, be sure and tune in on Tuesdays uh, between seven thirty and eight thirty. Like uh, Anthony said, that's when we usually get started, and we we go two to four hours, and you never know how long we're going to go or what we're going to do, and who's going to show up, and what kind of guests we're going to have. We have all kinds of people that come and go, come and go, and so thank you for listening. And uh, next Friday, we'll begin a three-part series with Bettina Moss. We're going to be talking dog man and the nature of just about everything. Uh, and so I guess for everybody here at PRT, good night. Good night. <laughs>